today on CityCast Chicago. If the first week of 2022 is any indicator on how the rest of the year going to go, I think this year going to be a doozy, y'all. To break this one down, I got WCIU's Brandon Pope and Jamie Nesbitt Golden from Block Club Chicago, a.k.a. the original Scooter Gang. It's Friday, January 7th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. Jamie, you are not even in Chicago right now. Uh, you come into no. us from Puerto Rico. So Thankfully. the fact that you still responded and still agreed <laughs> to do this, that that really means a lot to us over at CityCast Chicago. I'm happy to do it. I love kicking with y'all. Y'all know how we get down. I have WCIU's Brandon Pope and from Block Club Chicago covering Bronzeville in the near south side. I got Jamie Nesbitt Golden in the building. Welcome to CityCast Chicago. Hey, happy to be here, man. Always an honor to rap with you. Um, and Jamie as well, an outstanding reporter. Uh, I stand her. Every, I just, she already know, I stand. As the kids say. It's a mutual standing. Mm-hmm. It's a mutual standing for sure. <laughs> Before we jump into the stories and start looking back, I do have just a quick question because I'm checking in with y'all post-holidays. Uh, Jamie, I'm going to start with you. How was your Christmas and New Year, especially with, you know, all things considered? With the Omarion? Uh, very small. <laughs> with B2K out here dancing around. <laughs> like... Um, no, I kept it really small. I, you know, had some people who already had been a part of my pod, like a very small New Year's, very small Christmas. <laughs> what about you, B-Pope? I was very similar to that. I was very low-key. I, I didn't really leave the house. There were no inter- interaction, no large groups. Like you said, that small pod of people that I've had. But yeah, it's, you know, another year of a of a pandemic, Christmas, New Year. Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, you know, holiday season. Uh, Brandon, what about you? Yeah, it's kind of stressful, honestly. I, I went home to Ohio to see family, but that whole decision was controversial. I, I didn't expect it to be, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, I was getting rapid tests and PCR tests like 13 days straight every day. People hitting me up like, oh, yeah, that holiday party we were at or that brunch we did. Yeah, somebody tested positive. So it, it, just, it, it was a, a lot of anxiety for the holidays, but I was happy that I was able to go. I hear both of y'all low-key, very stressful, a lot of tests yeah. when you, if you were lucky enough yeah. to find them. Um, Jamie, I'm going to start with you. What was that Chicago story that's had your attention from Chicago to Puerto Rico? The CPS CTU saga continues. Yeah. And, um I covered uh, their first uh, sick out uh, at the beginning of the school year last year. And the the issues still remain, like the, the problems still remain. Like for me, it's like a really simple cut and dry thing. And as a parent of a CPS student, like I get it, remote learning sucks, but what's the alternative? So when, you know, um, our son contracted COVID um, and he's fine, asymptomatic or whatever, but like, there's no way we would send him to school in that condition to put someone else at risk. Yeah. So it doesn't make sense to me that we're just treating this as if it's just a regular, regular thing when, again, 800,000 people have died. What gets me, though, and I'm, can I, I'm going to have a moment of pity. Um, <laughs> no, please, please do. It's the Friday show. We like to like, get into it here. Like Mayor Lightfoot has all the smoke for CTU. Like, all, like she yes. puffs up her chest. You know, like what you're not going to mm-hmm. do. You know, like we, we just it's we a got clear us versus them. Right. But I mean, 
I can like the TTU isn't the union that's costing the city millions of dollars of lawsuits. I'm just saying, maybe, maybe. I said that to our producer. I was like, she ain't never had that smoke that that smoke for CPD. She ain't never had the smoke for them. Not once, not once. And like, as you said, as a CPS parent, what was it like to get commun? What was the communication channel from CPS like the last couple of days as you were waiting, waiting <laughs> to find out? All right, you said communication, right? Okay, cool. So thankfully, our son goes to really solid. Uh, neighborhood school and you know they have been doing what they can with what little resources they have to you know keep kids and staff safe that said what, what cps is doing is like just beyond the pale and to lock teachers out of you know google classroom for having a nerve to be like you know what i mean they still i mean like remote learning is still learning right yeah, like it's still it's a job still, they're still doing their job i would have imagined that even as numbers were improving having seen what the pandemic brought you would have been working tirelessly to make a remote learning quick turn yeah. option as robust powerful and as efficient as possible and, and preparing right. for the worst case scenario it seems every time the worst case scenario sneaks up on us we like oh no i mean we i didn't know we were go. we've been in this <laughs> roller coaster for two years now it feels like tom and jerry and Lori Lightfoot is Tom, the cat, and CTU is Jerry. And there's just always like this, I can't <laughs> for the life of me understand why this beef, why she got this beef. And also, you're still adamant that kids should be in person in school when literally the Secretary of State's office and driver's facility are saying, oh, we're on pause till, you know, after Martin Luther King Day. It just doesn't make any sense. Why so much opposition to remote learning when you literally gave out Thousands of laptops. You you have the equipment to do it. And the entire time, Dr. Arwady is there, who we talked to this week on the show, and and she, you know, Dr. Arwady was adamant that schools are not the point of transmission, that we're not seeing major outbreaks, and and that our schools are safe. And I, I kept saying, you know, make it make sense for me with with this many teachers and staff members feeling a certain way, with this many parents coming out, because we're not just managing data. Right, but we're managing we're managing human lives. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't know for people to be so cavalier about, you know, well, we just gotta live with it now. What does living with it look like to me? Yeah. Just, yeah. Um but but we have to do something because, you know, we we can't afford for the, the worst case scenario in, in, in any. We can't afford for students and teachers and staff to to just get sick in large numbers. And we we also can't afford a timeline that is who knows when kids get back. I did have another story. I, I, I was going to let Jamie Cook on the CPS because, you know, she, she a parent. I knew she'd be fired up. <laughs> CPS, CTU is the story, right, that I think everyone mm-hmm. has is on their mind. But uh, the other one was Bobby Rush. Uh, yeah. Bobby Rush announcing he's stepping down. I felt very abrupt. He said he wants to focus full time on being a pastor at his Bronzeville church. Uh, says that he will being a grandfather and a grandfather says he's going to endorse a successor. Alderman Pat Dow, who was running for Illinois Secretary of State, says, "Oh, never mind. Uh, <laughs> there, there's something else here <laughs> that that I'm looking for, and uh, that would have been a 16th term. Yeah. I talked to Laura Washington from ABC and from the Sun Times, and she said he would have been a shoe in, but uh, as you said, Brandon, announcing this week that after 30 years he wouldn't seek re-election that's you know as a person who's lived in his district pretty much my entire life that i've been in the city of chicago you know this is a big deal Mm -hmm. absolutely i mean 
former member of the Illinois Black Panther Party, obviously. Uh, it goes without saying, he is he's left a legacy. But I do think this is something that should be celebrated because I do think that um, in today's politics, we have a dire need for fresh blood and new ideas, this different and new wave of progressivism and, uh, you know, a, a way of looking at the world. Mm -hmm. The first district is, uh, you know, a very diverse district. It come, you know, from the south side of Chicago all the way down into some rural parts uh, of central, you know, central Illinois. Um, the district has some really tough challenges facing it. Yeah, it's going to be a really interesting race. Are you self-conscious about your smile? Do you only allow yourself a closed mouth grin? Well, with Aligner Experts, there's no reason for you to diminish your smile. As orthodontists, they have the privilege of witnessing the remarkable transformation of patient smiles, which often translates into a profound boost in their confidence. Yet, there always seems to be a deterrent. I ain't got the time, I don't have the funds. Luckily, Aligner Experts is redefining convenient and accessible clear aligner solutions. With customizable treatments, transparent pricing, and their cutting edge 3D scanners and dental monitoring technology, you can transform your smile through the convenience of your own schedule. Stop in at their West Loop or Lakeview Clinic today for your complimentary smile assessment. Aligner Experts, your destination for advanced clear aligner solutions. P.S. They got another clinic on the way, so stay tuned for their Old Town location. Jamie, I'm going to stay with you. What was an underhype story? Um, Sue, I can't think. An underhype story. Wait, there, like news happens up there? I'm sorry, because I've been... Wow. Way to rub it in. I will say I appreciate your story about the Chicago Black Fire Brigade. Oh, yeah. No. So um, Lieutenant uh, Curtis, the fact that he still has to struggle to get funding for that is criminal. I'm, I'm going to be, you know, 100% real. I didn't know there was a Chicago African-American Fighter Fighters Museum. Me neither. I had, never, I had never heard of the Chicago Fire Brigade. And so the fact that Lieutenant Q, um, as the students call him, has, you know, trained 400 damn near 50 students mm -hmm. on on first response on um emergency yeah. medical yeah. um life-saving practices is this the type of programs that that people need that we need to be investing yeah. in and the fact that for so many this is like one of the first times they're hearing about it um you know it, it really does a disservice and he started the program in i think 2018 over 400 uh kids have graduated from that program have gone on to uh first responder agencies across the country it, it just kind of boggles the mind that again for something like this that's so effective and that that really works and like he's not the first person to say you know like if you teach a kid how to save a life, they won't take one. Like, I've heard that from mm. other people before, and they're right. Like, it works. And, and like, I think he also pointed out, you know, when he has started um, at the department, there are at least a thousand black firefighters um, and how that sort of dwindled over time. And that was sort of like a systematic sabotage. And, and that, you know, every bit of progress that black firemen had had, they've had to, like, sue for. Having to sue for basic human rights time and time and time and time and time again is uh, exhausting. Yeah. Story of our right. people. It is, is 
generationally exhausting. Brandon, what was a, a story that you wanted to to shine some attention on in light of how many major stories have come out this week? Yeah, it's been a lot, right? ABC Seven talked with Juice World's mom. Juice World, the uh, Chicago rapper, he was passed. just talking this morning about wanting to sit down with somebody to talk about this. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, her name is uh, Carmela Wallace. You know, still grieving. You know, her losing her son in 2019. She was talking about his music being leaked and how disrespectful she thinks that is to him, his legacy. Um, it, it just got me kind of thinking about how we treat entertainers and artists both alive and dead because you know prince you know famously was a man who talked about how he did not want any of the stuff locked in the vault to come out yet i feel like every week on spotify there's like some new unreleased prince music and i'm like he didn't want this out there for a reason right like this is this was disrespectful i just wish we would just you know treat artists and entertainers as people alive and dead did you watch the documentary i have not seen the documentary yet on hbo max um, yeah the hbo max documentary I, I i watched it a little bit and again for people who might not be familiar juice world gerard anthony higgins was a hip-hop artist who passed away in december 2019 i believe six days after his 21st birthday uh from an overdose after flying back to chicago it's really heartbreaking because you it how much did people grieve before the the process of figuring out how do we make money? How do we use these last, you know, tapes? And I, I think, you know, I think mainstream media who don't listen to rap music and don't listen to Juice World in particular, right? They dismiss it as, oh, another Chicago rapper that's dead. Um, but when you talk to when you talk to to kids and teens, uh, they connected with Juice World because he was vocalizing traumas he goes through and they share those same exact traumas. It's important that we recognize that and that we respect that. Well, I appreciate both of y'all to this point. Y'all know how we like to end this show. Every single week, every single episode, we like to leave people with some good news. But I'm going to start. Usually yeah, I don't. you do that because I'm, I'm still You, you got to get some good news. Second. But my some good news is... Um, me doubling down on the appreciation I shared uh, for you, Jamie, not only because you agreed to be on the show while you're in Puerto Rico, but also because it's your birthday week. And so, Brandon, you got to you got to join it. in with me. Entertain me. <laughs> oh, boy. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. Yeah. Happy birthday, birthday to you. Yeah. Happy birthday, happy birthday, Jane. Hey, make it a happy Happy birthday, Jane. What? What? Happy birthday, openly black studs turkle. So happy birthday to you. I know that this has been a crazy couple of weeks, but uh, I I hope that you've been able to celebrate. It's been really, really great. I'm here until Monday, so uh, I'm going to make the most of it. Drink a lot of tequila. Ela Tacos, thank you for having me and thank you for the beautiful birthday song. For sure, for sure. Brandon, I'm going to kick it to you. What's your some good news to get the people through the weekend? And I hope it's what I think it is. I don't even know yet, but I hope it is what I think it is so we can talk about it. Oh, man. I made this a point you. I don't know. What could it be? 
I, I thought we was gonna talk about buzzer beaters. I thought we was gonna talk about Hey, DeMar DeRozan is a legend. The Bulls number one of the East, so no doubt. That is incredible news, and I think it should be celebrated. And the national media is disrespecting the Chicago Bulls. They really are. Uh, if you go on if you go on ESPN first take or any of these numerous debate shows they have. Mm-hmm. Undisputed. Undisputed on Fox, all that. They always have these little debates. But they never talk about the Bulls. I saw first take the other day. They had they asked the question, who is more likely to win the finals? The Golden State Warriors or the Nets? And they literally said the Nets are the number two seed in the East and the Warriors are the number one seed in the West. I'm like, why are you skipping <laughs> the number one seed in the East? It makes zero sense. The other good news that I had for you, though, and I, I think this is really cool. The Chicago man who has started a petition to recast T'Challa in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> and I just, his name is Emmanuel Nwesset. And the, sig- the, the movement's gone global. It's got over 50,000 signatures now. And the whole purpose of it, Marvel came out, Marvel and Disney, after Chadwick Boseman tragically passed away, said that the character is gone. He will not be recast, erased completely. And that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way because, you know, the character of T'Challa and Black Panther, this powerful black man, a king, a ruler, the representation it meant to kids across the world, to mm-hmm. wipe that away didn't make a lot of sense when roles get recast all the time. James Bond. We've had like three different Spider-Man. Had- like- <laughs> and they're in the same movie now. But for a Chicago man to lead this movement and just off of... You know, a, a, a fan sentiment and literally have all these people. And, you know, now I'm, I'm pretty sure after seeing this movement, it's been trending on Twitter. It's got 50,000 signatures and growing. Marvel and Disney have to be looking at this like, ah, we. This how y'all, this y'all feel? feel. Right. This, this how y'all feel. Damn. Like, we wasn't even going to ask. So from WCIU, Brandon Pope. And from Puerto Rico slash Block Club Chicago, the birthday woman, Jamie Nesbitt-Golden. Thank y'all for joining CityCast Chicago. Thank you for having us. Love you guys. Thank you. Go on, get them drinks. Before I let you go, earlier this week, we did a small shout out in our newsletter looking for some of your favorite hidden gems in the city. That could be a restaurant, a dope piece of street art, a small little house museum. One person told us Edgar Miller's Glassner Studio in Old Town. Another person said Arrigo Park in Little Italy. You know I got to ask my team what some of their suggestions. Lead producer Carrie Shepard, you got one for me? My hidden gem is the so-called Miracle House in the Galewood neighborhood on the far west side. Um, It looks like this giant, like, spider transformer crab in this awesome mid-century architecture. Producer Simone Alicea, what's a hidden gem in your new home you've discovered? I think most Northside comic book fans probably know about Alley Cat Comics in Andersonville, but it is literally through a gangway off Clark Street, so it's hard to see. And Sydney Madden, our newsletter writer who came up with this idea, you got something for the people? I like Alta Vista Terrace, which is this quaint little street up in Wrigleyville. Uh, the houses parallel each other on each side diagonally. It's European style, super cool, 10 out of 10 recommend. And me, I love Dan's hot dogs on 93rd and Ashland. 
It's been hidden ever since I was a kid. They might be closed for the winter, but if not, stop by and give them your money. Tell us your hidden gems in the city. You can email us at Chicago at CityCast.fm or leave a voicemail or send a text to 773-780-0246. I can't get up out of here without thanking Sam Trump and Mark Greenberger, the Mayfair Workshop, for so much of the music you hear on CityCast Chicago. And as always, I appreciate you for listening. Thank you for riding with us another week, the first week of 2022. We got a lot of shows ahead of us. I'll talk to you on Monday. Peace. Jamie really on vacation. She is on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Women in bikini um, just walking around. <laughs>